It is Monday, January 4th. I hope everybody had a good Christmas and a happy new year to everybody. Uh, it's been a while. We haven't been together in a while. We haven't uh, had this podcast in a little over a week. And that was kind of by design. Uh, I felt like it was, we need some time to just enjoy the holidays. We need to just slow down a little bit with the, the sports betting. We did, we I mean, we had some stuff that was, you know, very plausible to bet. We had a college national championship, or, uh, you know, playoff games. We had some football in there as well. I just felt like uh, I wanted to spend time with the family. I felt like others were going to spend time with their families and betting sports wasn't going to be a priority. Therefore, I took a little hiatus. We also took another little break on our other podcast we did not record last week. We'll be back at it Wednesday night for that. So we missed a few things. Um, I hope everyone's made their New Year's resolutions. I guess mine would be I hope to record this podcast every day for the next year. I really hope I do. I hope I can make that feasible and get some sort of routine. You know, I still got the newborn in the house. Wife goes back to work. I'm doing the whole like dad at home thing for now. So hopefully I can do this, you know, more on a daily basis. That's my goal. Let's grow this podcast. That would be fantastic. So I would say that would be, that's my New Year's resolution, I guess. I'm not really big on New Year's resolutions. I feel like everyone's got the same, you know, everyone's diet started today. Everybody started going back to the gym today. If your gyms are open and I got, you know, everyone's like, oh, 2021, I'm glad 2020 is gone. It's like, at the same time, shit hasn't changed just because the date changed. We're still in difficult times. It's kind of a pain in the ass, but just kind of got to fight through it for a little bit longer. I feel like each day is a little step closer to light the end of the tunnel. So let's hope we can get back to being normal at some point. We finished up uh, NFL football yesterday. There were some games that had some, you know, stuff on the line. Some They meant something. They really did. You know, congratulations to the Cleveland Browns and the fans. 18 years since you made the playoffs. I feel like I can, you know, I can relate as being a Bills fan. So congrats to the Browns. You guys deserved it. I felt like Baker's caught a lot of flack. And the last half of the season for the Browns, I felt was, was awesome for them. And oddly enough, I felt like they played better after Beckham was out. And we, we've talked about this before, too, is do you is it possible that with a guy like Beckham Jr. on your team, does Baker as a quarterback feel like he's got to force throws to him as opposed to just, you know, having multiple options? And now it was just back to whoever's open to go back to the run game, which was extremely successful this year. I think one won the game yesterday as well. So congrats to the Browns. That was awesome. Uh, the NFC East over Washington finally wins, you know, that division. That thing was up in the air until the last minute. And even yesterday, I mean, what is going on in Philly? And I don't even want to hear it. Philly fans. Just, I'm sorry, man. Some of you guys, not all of you, some of you Philly fans are so delusional and out of touch with reality. It's not even funny. Uh, I think Carson Wentz's time is done there. Rumor is yesterday came out that he is asking for a trade. He wants out of Philadelphia. He doesn't want to be there anymore. Him and Doug Peterson's uh, relationship is strained. They started Hurts yesterday, and then they threw in the backup. Hurts was claimed to be trying to win the game, but then in your press conference, Peterson says, well, you know, you know, He's put in a lot of work, a lot of time. I felt like he was owed to take a few snaps. Really? That's where we're going to go with that. So a lot of things just, they're sketchy in Philly. Uh, sounds like Peterson's still going to be the coach next year. They're probably going to stick to Hurts. Good chance that Wentz is going to be someplace else. 
I think we're going to see a big QB carousel in the offseason. I think Matt Stafford's done in Detroit. Uh, I, there's a few landing spots for him, maybe New England. I think Cam Newton's done in New England. I, I, Jimmy G, I think, up in the air in San Francisco. Uh, they said, you know, hey, we like Jimmy, but we need to reevaluate re- and see what's you know best for the organization. Who knows where that goes next? So there's a lot of quarterbacks. I think we do a lot of shifting. Of course, we got a pretty good draft class coming to quarterbacks with Fields and Lawrence. And did Justin Fields make a case for himself as being, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know. I think Lawrence is still number one. But, man, he looked really good in that uh, that playoff. Justin Fields looked really good, man. said, hey, I'm here too, guys. I'm not. I'm still a good quarterback, and I think he's going to get drafted. Uh, probably, I don't know. I don't know. I think he's a top five pick. It's really going to depend on how the draft falls. I think Lawrence still goes one to the Jags. And I think it's really possible that the Jets, as delusional as they are, as they finally fired uh, Gase, they're going to stick to Darnold. They're not going to take fields. They're going to take an offensive line, which is going to leave the Dolphins at three in a weird situation. We know what Tua can and can't do now. Do you move on from Tua or do you continue to develop Tua and draft a quarterback? And then from there, I mean, Fields could go. I don't even know who's got the fourth pick. I know the fifth pick is Cincinnati. They don't need a quarterback. They got Burrow. That's weird. Fields could drop out of the top five, I think. It's possible, but he is a good quarterback and could be a good pick for somebody if he drops that far. Let's get into today. I'm glad to be back. I have some picks. I have two college basketball picks, and I have an NBA pick for you guys. Uh, So here we go. Uh, College basketball. We are 20-11-1 on the season. We're up 7.6 units. It has been uh, a couple weeks since we've bet any college basketball. Things have been weird. we got teams canceling and postponing seasons. we got teams like Duke only doing uh, conference play. It's all over the place. I just I don't even want to get into the protocols and my opinions on what they're doing sports-wise in college. Uh, But I do have two picks for you guys tonight. Uh, West Virginia plays Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State getting a point. This is a pick-em game. And uh, I like Oklahoma State getting one. So West Virginia is coming off a loss to Oklahoma, and they had what they called an off game in West Virginia. So it was an off game. They didn't play well. They turned the ball over too much. Derek Culver had only had two points, had seven turnovers. And then we had something weird happen. Uh, they had their uh, guy, uh, sophomore Oscar Tashibi, Tashibwe. I don't know if I'm saying this correctly. Odd last name. Sorry if I butchered it. Uh, he left the program. And, the, and I, I read, did some research on this. Now, he left the program for personal reasons, but the rumor is also that he's going to enter the transfer portal, and Miami is very interested in this guy. He had a solid freshman year, averaged 11 points and 9 rebounds a game, played all 31 games, and he was averaging 8 points, 8 rebounds this year before he left the program. And then I think there could be a possibility they're, they're transitioning there, trying to figure out how to play without him. I'm assuming, you know, this guy is just a sophomore year, you know, kind of a staple in the offense and the program. And now you're trying to figure out how to, you know, run your run your offense and everything else. It's probably not through this guy or have this guy who is a key factor. And I think that could be lead to some of their struggles. And then you have Oklahoma State, you know, coming off a 82-77 win versus Texas Tech, which is huge because I've, I still think Texas Tech is one of the best teams in the country, although ranked around 13. I think by the time the tournament rolls around, and you have all these transfers and graduate transfers coming in, these guys start to mesh and start playing basketball together and getting used to things, they could be a real problem in the in the tournament. 
So I, I still think Texas Tech, that's a good win for Oklahoma State. They have probably the best player in the country in Cade Cunningham. He also had an off day, even though they won, and he, had, he only had 13 points. With so 3 for 12, 13 points. I like Oklahoma State here getting the point, just because I think West Virginia is still trying to figure things out after a player just up and leaves the program. West Virginia is 2-11 and 11 against the spread the last 11 road games. They're 5-6 and six against the spread in the season. Oklahoma State... 0-3-1 against the spread following a straight-up win. 4-4-1 against the spread in the season. Again, not great stats against and trends against the spread for either team. Road team in this matchup is 7-2 against the spread the last nine. That trend would you know, tend to lean towards West Virginia. I'm gonna, I'm still going with uh, Oklahoma State here, getting the point. Kate Cunningham, I think, is going to bounce back. Again, West Virginia trying to figure things out after losing a player who just up and leaves the program. My next pick, that's a one-unit play, by the way. One-unit play on that. Next pick, uh, Maryland-Indiana, Big Ten matchup. Uh, I kind of liked, I was looking at the total on this game at first. I, I looked at the total. I've watched a little bit of Maryland. I've watched a little bit of Indiana. But they both have been on national TV this year. So I went back and forth. I'm going to go with the over 137.5. Uh, both teams are 6-4, and four, kind of the bottom of the barrel of the Big Ten uh, Maryland's five and five against the spread this year. Indiana six and four against the spread. Not great. Over under though, Maryland. The over under is seven two and one in Maryland games this year. Or is four and six against Indiana. Maryland is averaging seventy four points per game. In December, the over is five one and one, and it, it and it's the last four games for Maryland. The over is hit, so it's kind of hot right now uh, with Maryland games. The over, and I think. Indiana uh, did some research on Indiana, what their team's doing right now. They're looking to rotate more. So Indiana doesn't always put up a ton of points, but they think it's due to fatigue. They're not doing enough rotating off the bench, so the guys coming off the bench are not really playing. So at the end of the game, they're very fatigued, and that leads to not being able to run up and down the floor to score points. So look for the more rotation coming off the bench for Indiana. Indiana also plays man-to-man, which promotes a, a much faster-paced basketball as opposed to a 2-3 zone or any zone that kind of we come down the court, set it up, offense passes around, looks for holes. Indiana's a man-to-man defense team. Uh, I like this. Maryland's also getting their center back, the 7-2 center, Joel Morale. Butcher that as well. Either way, big guy coming back. Let's see how he fits in the offense. I do like the over here of 137.5 for a unit. I have one, one NBA pick, two NBA picks, I think, two. Hawks play the Knicks tonight. Now, I'm going to start paying more attention to the NBA and some of the games. I've been so focused on football and what's going on there. And then we had the holidays, but I'm going to start you know, paying more attention to the NBA. So I'm not going to go too crazy on a lot of these picks at first, but I'm going to pay attention to the NBA. Hawks, Knicks, Hawks minus six tonight for a unit. I like this play. Hawks had a tough game last last game. They had 20 turnovers, and they still managed to hold the other team to less than 100 points. Not bad. Not bad in the NBA, considering the NBA is just, I feel like nobody plays defense in the NBA. And Knicks still rebuilding. I think what, what kind of sold me on the, on, the, on the Hawks here is the Knicks are leaning on Austin Rivers, who is now considered a veteran in the league. Is that's their leadership is Austin Rivers. Nothing against Austin Rivers. He's just never been 
I feel like he's never panned out to be the great player everyone thought he was going to be. He's still a very solid player, but he's not He's not your go. He shouldn't be your go-to guy. He's more of a role player, in my opinion. He's not a scorer for anybody. I like so I think I like the Hawks here. Minus six. Uh Hawks are four and two this season. Knicks are two and two. And the Hawks will be getting Rajon Rondo back for tonight's game. I also like the under of two twenty two. Now I, t- I gotta tell you, most of the time I look at over unders for an NBA and it's like, oh, it's the over. You know, he plays defense. These guys are just gonna play. But I think the Hawks, you know, last two games, both, you know, haven't allowed 100 points, even a game where they had 20 turnovers. And the Knicks are averaging only 100, 101 points per game. So I kind of like the under here. Under 222, uh, we're going to go a unit on that as well. Yeah, that's what I'm going. One unit. Under 222 for the Hawks, Knicks. Hawks minus six for a unit. Oklahoma State plus one for a unit and the over 137 and a half in Maryland versus Indiana. Those are my picks for tonight. Don't forget to check out the website guys, three star recruits.com. We'll be back this week for our podcast on Wednesday. And as always, please bet responsibly.